Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. And I know during COVID we spoke quite a lot to care champions. You may remember they'd been on the airways many times. They're a family-run advocacy group for all people who need care and support in the community. And they're currently campaigning for the rights of those in nursing homes for two reasons. That every person in a nursing home should be have at least one nominated person who can visit them no matter what happens. In other words, COVID, every excuse under the sun is being used to stop people getting into care, care homes at the moment. I have no idea why. And also, they're also calling for a full public inquiry into COVID. And I'll get into that in a second. But I want to talk to Emer, who joins me now. Emer Fitzgerald, who's a representative of the group. Good afternoon to you, Emer. Hi, Niall. How are you? Uh, nice to talk to you again. It's been a little while. I know we spoke to, to yourself, I think it was, uh, and somebody else at numerous occasions throughout COVID, because obviously there was a lot to talk about during COVID in relation to the elderly in care homes. But it's ongoing. Uh, and I wasn't aware, by the way, that there was still issues getting in to, to see people in care homes. Unfortunately, this is our experience right across the country, that because there are 80% of our nursing homes are privately owned that they uh, have been issued guidelines for visiting, but they're under no legal requirement to actually implement those guidelines. That's why we really want to make Care Partner a legal requirement across all nursing home and residential care facilities, not just nursing homes, in fact. So it's to overcome that problem. So what what are the excuses they're giving people? What what I mean, that you can't come and visit your, your, your mom or your dad. What are the excuses that they're using currently? Well... Possibly some people in previous years would have been aware of things like maybe the winter vomiting bug. That happened in all nursing homes. Mm-hmm. It happens regularly. That was one of the latest excuses I've heard, certainly. Are they, can, they, can they be genuine concerns too? Um, a genuine concern still should not eliminate one care partner. Okay. And that's why, yes, we can understand that you might be need to limit the number of people that are coming through, yeah. but that we must always maintain the continuity of care that a relative or a close friend will be able to give to somebody who is in a residential care facility. It's very, it is very important. It's very important that somebody who's elderly, particularly people Absolutely. with particular illnesses, and I'm, I'm very cognizant or mindful of that, the people with particular illnesses hacked with a loved one so they don't feel isolated. Absolutely, that the, the whole problem of isolation. But it's more than that, it's just it's the practical care that you're giving, it's the mm. second pair of eyes that you're seeing what's going on and keeping up to date. Yeah, of course. You really only can do that if you're there yeah, yeah. and on the ground. Sure, we, we, all, we all watched Primetime going back a few years ago there and we've yeah. seen the abuse of elderly people in certain care homes, private care homes. And the yeah. last thing you want is a repeat of that again. So the idea that they would be eliminating having members of the public coming in and out would make it a lot easier for that kind of carry on to, to reappear again, I suppose. Well, they're the kind of things that's why we need a public inquiry because without a public inquiry, we're going to learn and to put in place measures in the future that will prevent things like this actually happening because Mm. we need to learn because unless we look at the past we can't learn for the future. Okay, so So the public inquiry that you've called in relation to COVID-19, I'm assuming this this stems back to the fact that people who had been moved from hospitals into care homes at that particular time invariably spread COVID, which people, some people died in care homes, I believe probably unnecessarily. Also, I imagine it's dealing with the, the issues of people who passed away in care homes without their loved ones being there because they weren't allowed in the door. 
Is that all part of the inquiry? All of that needs to form part of the inquiry, but this is why it needs to be a human rights-based approach, that it's really removing people's human rights, it's removing the individual's right in a nursing home to have their say, to have their human rights maintained. Mm. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't remove those kind of rights from any other section of the population. So why is being removed from those who are in residential care facilities? It so was quite shocking, wasn't it, during COVID to to watch? I remember seeing one video of, of this chap standing at the window while his mother died on the other side of the glass. And he watched her taking her final breath through the glass, wasn't even there to hold her hand. And I said to myself, I have no understanding of how something couldn't be worked out to make sure he was there or a family member was there. And we would consider that that wasn't even one of the worst case scenarios because mm. at least that poor lady was on a ground floor and they could actually see her. Anybody who's in an upstairs room doesn't even get that minuscule amount of mm-hmm. knowledge about how their loved one is. Yeah. Yeah. And things like that. And it's really, as you say, fortunately, a bit like most things in life, until you've actually experienced it yourself, that it's difficult for people to empathise as to how bad and how difficult it has been. And But most importantly, how did these people feel when they were dying alone? How, Who was there to hold their hand? How do they pass from one life to the next they must have been absolutely so afraid and so lonely and so desperate. I remember, I remember saying it on the air at the time that if it was my mother or father, I said, I didn't care what people thought of what I said. Wild dogs wouldn't have stopped me getting in to see them before they died. Now, I would say, thankfully, my mum and dad, when I say thankfully, had passed away long before COVID came along. But, but during those lockdown periods in COVID in particular, I suppose, where there was restrictions, do you believe that we went too far in relation to isolating elderly people? I think we didn't learn. I think we we knew in, at the end of wave one, we knew the problems. We knew the, the other the unintended consequences of the, the lockdown, what it was actually causing. Mm-hmm. And we didn't learn through wave two and wave three. And we're still doing exactly the same. We're well, still we, not well, learning. Well, we're looking at it at the moment with news out today that excess deaths this year are up by 20%. And, and a lot of that has been put down to the fact that people weren't being diagnosed or early diagnoses of cancer, et cetera, et cetera, because they weren't available to them during COVID. So we're seeing the results of possibly the lockdown, the negative facts of the lockdown, which everybody said at the time, but nobody was listening. But we actually saw, I know I could physically see the deterioration in my mother over a couple of months just through lack of social care, lack of interaction with other people. Yeah, her mental health deteriorated, yes. Mental, every aspect, not just, but it was very obvious. It didn't take, you know, an Einstein to tell me that things were being, mm. the deterioration going on, and a rapid deterioration. I mean, everybody understands that ageing is a process, but this was very, very obvious that it was a very, very rapid decline. Mm. Literally, people gave up. And what, 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 Emer, what has been the reaction to your call? And I know you had a, a, a press, or you spoke the other day because I did see something on Twitter in relation to it. What has been the reaction for the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, in relation to your public inquiry into how people were treated in care homes during COVID-19 and how they're being treated now? What has his reaction been? Has he, has he agreed or have they suggested? I know Leo Varadkar has suggested there should be some sort of inquiry. Well, unfortunately, we haven't had very much of an engagement with the major political parties, with the exception maybe of an odd outlier like Fergus O'Dowd, 
who has supported us very greatly. I did see his tweet there yesterday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but other than that, um, some of the opposition parties have actually come out in very great support of us and have uh, lent us their name and their experience and guided and directed us to a certain extent. But unfortunately, the major parties in government at the moment have not seen to engage with us and literally we feel that we're, we have not been listened to. But we won't give up that they feel that they can brush this under the carpet. But they what can we do, Emer? What, Emer, what can I do to help? What can we do to help? Because I couldn't agree with you more in relation yeah. to the way elderly people are being treated. What can the general public do to help? Or what I can I do? Every time that a government minister is being interviewed, they need to be asked about this. I think pressure needs to be put to bear because okay. of social pressure that will actually move this along. But we have seen that once you exert and they're, they don't like pressure like that, they will only deal with those issues that are being perceived as being topical. And unfortunately, a lot of our people that we represent, we're all just a voluntary organisation. We're just volunteers trying to help another but um, mm. we do have the, the backing of ourselves and our will to actually proceed with this. And it's very, very strong, and we're very lucky that we have people that are willing to actually maintain this fight because it is so important. And at the end of the day, we all have to realise that there but for the grace of God go I, because... Of course. This is, well, we're all going to be at that point in our life, aren't we, at some point? Exactly. So if it was for mm. no other reason than just self-preservation we should all and the politicians need to recognise that they too will be one of those numbers and we need to be dealing with these I'm, issues. That I'm going to look at some of the texts coming in. Hi Niall, I'm a nurse in a large nursing home in Cork. We encourage visits. We have concerts for residents and encourage families to come in. What happened during Covid was cruel. Residents were so affected. Lots of our residents go out for dinner etc with their families. That lady is right. People did give up. Residents need their families. Love the show. Somebody else says it all. Huge thanks to uh, huge thanks to Emer and everybody involved in Care Champions for their work. They're doing or they're doing to get all the answers for families all over the country and for what they are doing to get care partners implemented to prevent other families going through what we have gone through for the last two years since my mother's death. This will ensure people don't suffer on their own uh, in the last uh, weeks or days. Uh, well done also on arranging care is better when loved ones are there. Is that, that must be the name of the campaign is it care is better when loved ones are there. Yeah. Uh, uh, talk in DCU last Saturday and that comes in from Janet Coyle. Um, there is also a petition on change.org, I believe, as well, is there? That's right, that we are trying to ask people to sign a petition that we will actually get the, the care partner in place and that okay. we will get a human rights approach, um, public inquiry, that it must be a human rights-led approach and that's what we're trying to get people to actually sign and that's available online. Okay, if anybody goes to, I, what I'll do is after the show, or if I can do it before, uh, I will pop it up into my Twitter account as well. I'll pop it onto my Facebook account there. There's plenty of people there. So um, maybe you can all go onto the, the show's Facebook account or onto the show's Twitter page there, and I'll, I'll um, see can we get maybe a little bit of support for that. But if there's anything we can do in the future, Ian, please don't hesitate to contact us. And I will take on board what you said. And any time I have a minister on that I feel it may be relevant to ask that question, I will ask that question. And we'll find out or we'll try and put some sort of social pressure on them to do something about it. Uh, it's been, it's been lovely talking to you, Emer. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, and, Thanks, and again, I hope I'll talk to you again soon. All right.
Thanks. Thank you. There you go, Emma Fitzgerald, uh, spokesperson for Care Champions. Uh, people who look after, you know, voluntarily look after your mother, your father, or somebody else who may you may have in a nursing home. And all they're asking for is that every person in a nursing home have one nominated person who can visit them. No matter what, no excuses. Oh, you can't come in because of winter vomiting bug. Oh, you can't come in because we're short-staffed. Oh, you can't come in. No, it's not good enough. It's your mother or father. They don't, they can't be isolated. And also public inquiry, which I think is completely necessary. By the way, I also believe there should be a full public inquiry as to how people were treated in nursing homes. That was shocking. Absolutely shocking to watch people dying on their own in nursing homes. I don't know, maybe you were one of those people whose mothers and fathers died in a nursing home on their own during COVID-19. When we look now, today at the report in the paper, that the excess deaths in this country are up by 20%. More people died this or in 2022 than died during COVID. More people are dying this year, so far this month, than have died during COVID. Or up in, in one month during COVID. In other words, COVID didn't really increase the amount of deaths we had. It was a complete, as far as I believe, the lockdowns, everything we did, were a complete and utter overreaction. It was a virus. Yes, we needed to be careful. Yes, we had to be careful with our elderly, in particular, and our vulnerable uh, in relation to COVID-19. But it was a complete, when you looked at the mortality rate of COVID-19, it was a complete and utter overreaction. Um, And thankfully, we're not still doing it, by the way. Because we could be, because the amount of people going into hospital with COVID or, you know, allegedly dying with COVID. Remember, it's with COVID, not from COVID. It's still the kind of same numbers. But we're not locking people down anymore because we've kind of learned that that was a waste of time. But we still went through that waste of time for two years, didn't we? Anyway, there should be a full public inquiry as to why at the very start of COVID, people were moved from hospitals into care homes to spread COVID. It was pathetic the way it was done. Stupid. Um, Anyway, and also why people were refused access to their elderly parents when there was no COVID, say, in the building even, just as a precaution. You know, the precaution that made you stand 20 metres away from somebody. And the precaution that made people turn against each other. That precaution. Do you remember that? The government created that precaution. Um, when it was not unnecessary to see people dying on their own. You know, you could have been allowed... Like, you imagine if you had a mother who was in a care home and she was in a room on her own and she was dying. She literally had two or three days to live. And you're being told you can't come into her in case you give her COVID. She's going to die. I don't think it really made a huge amount of difference even if you were to spread it to her, which I doubt you would have. But you weren't even allowed in to hold her hand. Told you already, it was my mother or father. Wild dogs wouldn't have stopped me getting in. I had climbed in the window. Anyway, please support Care Champions. I will put a link up on my Twitter account and I'll put it up my Facebook page as well. Anyway, all right. Oh, sorry. Um, I have another in here. Somebody said, I support human rights. Uh, public-led inquiry and a care partner. Uh, I spoke to Care Champions meeting on Saturday. My mother died alone in the hospital in 2020 with no visitors for three weeks in April 2020. They wanted to put my mother into a nursing home. See, this is what I'm talking about. It is absolutely shocking that anybody died during COVID on their own. It would bring tears to your eyes when I think of those pictures we've seen of people standing outside windows while their mother or father took their last breath on the other side of the glass. That was pointless. That was bonkers. That was almost as pointless as if you buy a nine euro meal, you mightn't get COVID. Do you know what I mean? 
these pointless rules that come in during COVID. Hi, now I can't come on the air because I'm too upset. My mum was in a nursing home during COVID. I was going to see most days. Then they told me I couldn't go in to see her because I'm not vaccinated. I told them I would go further about their decision. So they decided to let me in rather than making a scene. Uh, then my mum had a fall in the August in the nursing home. She waited 10 hours for an ambulance and in the hospital for a week and a half before they operated on a broken hip, I assume that was. Mum passed away. Sorry to hear that. On the 15th of August. Uh, and the care they are getting in the nursing homes is a scandal. Okay. I, I would say there is some good nursing homes, by the way, out there. By the, can I just point out? But some of them, absolutely, it is a scandal. And that's scandalous the way you were treated. I couldn't give a damn whether you were vaccinated or not. It was your mum. You should be allowed in to see her. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.